Welcome back to Switching Gears. It's Jay. I'm back from the dead. I had the flu, but I'm here. I'm ready to go. We have uh, Jalen. I'm your co-host, Jalen Houston. Welcome back. Slazzy, Misty, man. Appreciate that. And then we have a new host. Uh, we're very hoping excited to be to, permanent. Hoping, hoping. Uh, we're excited to uh, introduce her, Kaylin. Hi, everyone. I'm Kaylin. I'm super excited to be joining you guys on Wednesday nights to talk about some interesting things. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're excited. So today we have a very interesting uh, guest. Personally, this is one I've been looking forward to because this is like in my realm of things I love to talk about. Um, We have Mr. Craig Martinez, who is a top 20 investor, Mr. Flip Boss himself, real estate. So if you're interested in real estate or anything like that, this is an episode for you. All right. So um, before we get into him, I want to wish luck to our team this this week in Minnesota. It's the first uh, Call of Duty tournament. The Ampros, baby. Uh, CDL. Excited. So, uh, six Gear. We're gonna be. We'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, everyone in the Six Six Fam is gonna be there. So uh, if you see us, come say hi. If you don't see us, then sorry, you're lost. So, um, <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mr. Craig Martinez. How you feeling? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to have you. Yeah, it's, it's it's exciting. Fun. We've been looking forward to this. This is not just one of those things if you're trying to get involved in just uh, real estate. This is just also like looking toward gearing towards financial freedom even too. And just another outlook on financials and how to look at your different outlets for that as well. So without further ado. Hey, man, thanks for uh, having me on. It's uh, bright and early in the evening, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, so um, where are you from originally? Well, I was born in New York, or in, New York? In, yeah, Queens, New York, and when I was 12 years old, came to South Florida, had, had, a, had quite a few kids, and, um, <laughs> and here I am. History, yeah. huh? <laughs> That's the fast version, yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, How did you hear about uh, switching gears? So basically, uh, Joel Martinez uh, told me about you guys, and he told me he got involved in the company, and he's just happy uh, to get involved. So um, he was telling me what you guys are about and the gaming industry. I thought that was really interesting. I've, I've always heard that's something that's blowing up. Yes, yeah, might yeah, even it's be something huge. I probably should think about getting into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know you guys have a really cool event that you guys are going to uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, I guess, yes, right, or tomorrow, yes. tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Minnesota, so I think you guys are going to probably have a pretty good time going up oh, there. Yeah, Freeze your sure. ass off, too, yeah. because it's snowing out there, too. I know. I know. I was with Joel. He was packing his clothes, and um, he says, well, you think I should pack a bunch of stuff? I said, yeah, you, yeah. you better have, like, <laughs> born in South Florida, raised in South Florida, you better have, like, six or seven layers on it. You're going to freeze your ass off. I am, but... Listen, I've been here since... I got some age on me. <laughs> you might not be able to tell that, but nah, nah, I left when nah. I was 12. You know, I've, you know, so I've been in Florida since I'm 12 years old, so I, my blood is thinned out. Thinned I, out. I go to cold weather, and I freeze my ass off. Seriously. Oh, I so bet. I feel you on that one. Yeah. I've been in Florida all my life, and this weather outside right now is already killing yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, my it's like what, in 40s and 50s, and I'm just, you know, freezing. So. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really love what you're doing with your Instagram page. Um, you really are reaching a lot, like all ages, young and old. Um, we have it actually up here on the screen. 18,000 followers, Mr. Flip Boss himself. He has over $1.7 billion in sell ex- experience. On, yeah. I, that's a lot of money. And that's not, that doesn't happen overnight, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's over a lot of years. <laughs> a lot of years. How many years would you say it's been? Well, I, I started in sales, uh, you know, we're talking 20 years now. 20 years? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I, you know, it's been 20 years that I've been that's in hard. sales and finance. Uh, you know, I started actually... Well, my first, you know, how I tell the story is when I had my first kid, I was 21, 
I had an eight dollar an hour, actually it was seven dollars and seventy five cents an hour job. So I'll give you an idea how long ago that was. Oh boy. And uh, and the perks and the benefits that I was getting was I was getting uh, free gas. So you know seven dollars seventy five cents an hour free gas, and I was uh, cl cleaning pump trucks, the the trucks that pump sewage oh, wow. out of the ground. I was I was the detailer of those pump trucks. Oh wow. And so yeah, you know what you know it was like an epiphany. One day, uh, one of the times in my life where everything really changed was when I couldn't pay my bills and it was just me and my wife my firstborn son he was probably six months at the time mm. and I remember I literally had a can of tuna a, a box of macaroni and cheese which I hate today and I'll never eat it I just don't like it but um, <laughs> and I had um, an electric bill that was due and I, I was out of money and I was about 20 I was 21 at the time and I remember my mother came knocking on the door. She gave me a $100 bill. And she said, I don't know why. I felt like I just need to bring this to you. And she gave me a $100 bill, and I was able to pay my electric bill. And um, oh, wow. so basically, my uncle was in the sales arena. He was in the car, uh, automotive sales. Automotive he worked sales, for a car yeah. dealership. And he, uh, you know, I had heard that car salespeople make a lot of money in sales yeah. and things like that. So I asked him, I said, and I don't. I might be getting ahead, and I don't want to get ahead of no, the you're questions. No, yeah, you're right. But I'm kind of. I'm, I, I, the you know, next. I, we want yeah. the background. We want the background. The next yeah. question was going to be, how did your journey look anyway? Yeah, so you're so, already yeah, jumping so right into I'm it. I'm kind of fast forwarding how I got into sales, but right. Um, you know, me getting into sales was I was broke. Uh, I needed to pay my bills. I heard that. Uh, sales was a, a great industry to get into. High school, college, none. Uh, well, I, I did go to high school. I I was a pretty bad kid in school. I I, <laughs> I got uh, kicked out of a couple of schools, and in, in in the ninth grade, I played football in my ninth grade. But then I got left back because I never really I wasn't a school kid. I, yeah, you know, I, I, I wasn't into. I had major ADD. I never paid attention to to, to the teachers. I was always talking. Uh, I never wanted to do homework. I was always skipping class. Yeah. And so I got, really, I got left back in the ninth grade. And when I went to go uh, back to school and I went to football practice and my coach said, I, you can't play, your grades. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm gone then. <laughs> so, I so I basically quit school and, um, and just started getting into work. But yeah. But um, going back to JV uh, supporters, like when he like talks to like, people on the street. Oh, yeah. I resonate with everything he says when it comes to that, because I just understand, look, school is for some people. And, it right. just, it, you know, it wasn't for me. And, you know, the way that I realized it wasn't for me is because I just could never get engaged in it. I just mm -hmm. never got excited with um, for, with school for some reason when I applied myself and I focused, I would pass tests and get decent grades. I agree but I with that. I just never had the energy. I never stayed in, stayed in it. And so, you know, I, I, I ended up dropping out in the ninth grade. I got my GED nice. uh, a couple of years later. Um, I studied for two weeks with my sister-in-law at the time. She, she, she became a teacher, and I got my GED pretty quickly. And, um, but it didn't really help me for anything that I was doing because I was selling cars, you know, yeah. a couple of years later. Right. So. But just kind of fast-forwarding, I, I started selling cars. Um, my uncle was a, a finance manager, and he kind of recruited me and got me in, uh, into the uh, – uh, into the business, but I guess a quick story that maybe can help some of the listeners is, you know, I had such a desire to uh, to just be successful. I mean, or, or just really a desire to not be broke at that point, yeah. right? Right. And um, so, and you know, I had the ego and the pride, like I'm raising here. I had the, you know, the balls to like have a child and try to raise one. Yeah. I got to right. now have the courage to get my ass to work and figure out yeah. how to support them. So. Um, so that was where the motivation came to like, I got to learn this car thing. So my uncle gave me some, some CDs back then to listen to. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he said, listen to these and I'm going to test you in two weeks. And if you pass this, you know, pass my questions, my test, 
uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you an interview to get the job. So I basically memorized for two weeks every, you know, when you really want something oh, and you need to have something, trust me, there's nothing you can do. So that was a school I didn't mind going to, yeah, you know. Max. So I, Outlook you know, changes on everything. Exactly, yeah. So I studied these, uh, these uh, CDs, uh, memorized everything, all the questions, all, of, and, and back then, like, car sales was, like, criminal, you know, just the, the tactics were dirty, and, but I was literally, that was, <laughs> that's yeah. how I learned the business. But, um, so I, yeah, I got the job, and I didn't sell a car for, for almost a month, so I almost mm. quit, and I remember uh, watching one of the lot managers who I had heard he was making $500 a week at the time, guaranteed salary. Wow. And what, I was, was on commission. Was it salary? You're on commission. So I was on 100% commission. 100%, wow. And I hadn't sold a car yet, so I was really, Jeez. my morale was really low. 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 So I was like into week three, three and a half. And I went to my uncle, and I said, because he was a finance manager, and I said, listen, you got to give me a salary job here working on the lot, you know, doing so I, yeah. could, I could wash cars, I can move the cars around the lot. I, I can't, you know, I can't seem to get this sales thing going. And granted, I was on, you know, Pontiacs don't even exist anymore. Yeah. But Pontiacs. I was, this was, this was, this was, this was like, <laughs> this is like, she's thinking, what is he, 60 years old? <laughs> uh, but, but this was right before, uh, you know, Pontiacs went bankrupt or out of yeah, business, yeah. whatever they did. But uh, so I was selling Sunfires and Grand Ams. It was complete oh, junk. Man. Complete junk. Every time I think Pontiac, I just think the first Transformers jazz. Wasn't he a Pontiac? Yeah, I think yeah. he was. Uh, was he a Grand Prix, I think? I, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, so but, you know, long story made short, I wouldn't be here if, you know, I, I, I quit because I, I was really close to quitting. And it's a little comical when I think about me asking my uncle, hey, do you think you get me that salary job? where I could just watch, like I was going to be content with washing, washing cars, cars mm, and yeah. moving cars around a lot, trying to raise my kid and making four or 500 bucks a week at the time, which was just a lot more than what I was making yeah. because I was making nothing uh, in commission sales. So um, basically my uncle told me don't quit. He gave me the big motivational speech, bring every customer to me before you leave and I'll, I'll help you close a sale. I did finally close a sale. It was a $50 commission. <laughs> Um, but I stuck through with it. You know, I, I, I stuck through another week and then the next month I was actually salesperson of the month. Wow. And that year, I love it. yeah, that year I was actually I salesperson it. of the year and that's, that's how, how comeback I, story. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got into management. So when I think back, I'm like, man, little decisions. Had I just went this path and quit, I maybe would be content with, mm -hmm. I don't know, just something a lot less than what I got used to as I grew in wow. that sales business. Mm -hmm. Getting in that experience of becoming a manager and ultimately real that's estate. Like, that, that's like that analogy. Like, uh, Gary Vee said this is like the guy who's like digging for gold and like he's either that, he's either one swipe away or he's gonna quit. And he's been digging for months, for months, for months, and he quit where he was really just one more kind of like. Yeah, he's right there. Away. Yeah, you're just like, you know, I don't know if you guys ever read the book. Um, Three Feet from Gold. It's a, a Napoleon Hill book. Some, what Napoleon an author. Hill. Napoleon Hill's books are very yeah, powerful, right. life-changing. But one of his books is uh, Three Feet from Gold, which is a story about someone that was um, looking for a gold um, a gold line in, in California, California when, yeah, yeah. back then. And, and uh, you know, right before he, he quit and he sold his whole like His pot of land? Yeah, his yeah. land and his equipment. And he sold it and... Um, to, he sold it to what they call like a junk buyer. They called him a yeah. junk buyer that bought all the equipment. But mm. the junk buyer uh, hired like a surveyor, like an expert surveyor, yeah. engineer, and found out that if he dug three feet in the other direction. <laughs> That's all it took. So, yeah, so, wow. It's a true story. So, um, you know, the way the story goes on is that, you know what, I, I quit three feet from gold. Mm. 
but now he owns an insurance company and and he talks about how you know I, I realize I, I missed how big by quitting, yeah. but now in this new industry and this new opportunity that I have, I'll never stop when someone says no, I'll yeah. ask and I'll ask again yeah. for mm. them to, to, to get the sales. So, you know, it's a good story about persistence. Yeah, that's I huge. That's like, there's one big thing like my father's always taught me, it's like there's a 90%, there's a, there's a 10%. The 10% is, are the people who are just the most persistent. He, he, when he looks for someone who he wants yeah. to like hire, it isn't like the guy who went to Harvard or the guy, mm -hmm. he's, like, he's like, if you come in and you prove to me that you, you'll work harder than anyone else, you're good in my book. Absolutely. A hundred, yeah, like, like hard work will trump talent every oh, time. Every you know? time. Every time. Guaranteed. A lot of lazy people uh, that are just don't want to put in the work, and they're just never going to get there if they don't get out of your decide to, zone to Absolutely. Something. Absolutely. I blame today's society with that, uh, like instant gratification. Oh, mm -hmm. 100%. I think oh, yeah. with, our, with our day and age, we all of us, I've been guilty of it as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, all of us. Yeah. All, all of us, us, for sure. It's just people, we want it right now. Like with mm -hmm. Instagram, right. it doesn't make it easy. That's right. I know, I'm sure Kaylin has seen this like with okay. girls mostly too. Like I noticed they post something and they're just on their phone for an hour refreshing to see how many yeah. likes they got and <laughs> stuff like that. And that, that really delays you from getting to that goal. Absolutely. Yeah, day. I just spoke to somebody last night that said the same thing about Instagram. Girls now think that their only way to make money and to live a life is through Instagram. Yeah. And they're getting yeah. so far away from what their goals were when they were young once. And now mm, they're nice. just worried about what everybody's seeing and it's gonna all be gone one day yeah. so. what happens if yeah. they lose their instagram account then what they just lost everything and exactly. their mind i mean you can't i don't see <laughs> i don't see too many people really making it if instagram no i don't instagram i had twenty seven thousand no. followers i'm down to 18 because my account got disabled at 27 oh, wow. oh, and i had so many really good engaged especially like real estate related yeah. investors and mm. they were talking to me every day i was getting blown up on my dms and uh, I got disabled, and, and, and I looked at the community guidelines, and I, and I know I had multiple people managing the account at one point, but um, they sent me a list of the community guidelines that I must have broke one of them, and I looked at all of the guidelines. Like, I, there's nothing that I did that would have broken yeah. any of those guidelines, so I don't know if I got hacked or what. But I said, okay, so that's gonna. I'm just gonna start fresh again. So you can't rely on on yeah. things like, yeah, like exactly. one when particular you, account because you can get wiped out in a minute. When so, you use it in the right way, it can help you. But so many people nowadays use it in the wrong way. That's true. But yeah, that's true. The uh, the, the big question I want to know, like, is is how did, like where did the flip boss start? So you were in sales in cars, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously Pontiac. Listen, I went to Toyota pretty quickly. I learned it was, it was a lot more <laughs> success there. Yeah, I did. And I went to Lexus after Toyota, okay. which also oh, so, so, so yeah. you did cars for a while. I did car, cars. Yes, oh, I did cars for cars is the real. So hustle. I'm in sales about 20 years, the real um, but about 14 of them, 13, 14 of them were cars before I got into real estate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so what what made you get into real estate? And how did you even learn about real estate? That's another good question. So, okay, let me think. So it goes back a little bit. Actually, so my uncle that recruited me in the car business. The finance. The finance manager. He got out of the car business, you know, some like 10 years later, and uh, he decided to open up a mortgage brokerage. Okay. Mortgage brokerage company. So he started sharing with me, hey, man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm making this kind of money. This, and, and this was right before the crash. Ooh. So it was... You know, there was a, a saying that if you could fog a mirror, you could get a loan, you know, a mortgage loan yeah, with no yeah, documentation. With, with no, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that was at the time where you could get a $500,000 loan with no income, no proof of income and no money. It was crazy. 100%. Yeah. You're, you're dead serious. You, yeah, I'm telling you. That's crazy. I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> you need a That's name. That's a life hack right a there. You, literally <laughs> a name, address. Social security? Social security number. Okay, date of say. birth. 
and you could get a loan. It was crazy. Well, was crazy. A lot of greed in the market back then. Yeah, 100%. So I got in, and and I got in right before the crash uh, in, in mortgages with my uncle, and we did really well pretty quickly. And I don't really talk too much about that part of my career because that was a four-year sort of stint. Mm. I went back to the car business and did even better after the crash. Um, why, I, why do you think that's... Well, I did, went into Toyota, and I got I really got advanced in, in upper management, and I, oh, I, I ended okay. up actually running the largest Lexus dealership in the world, um, a JM Lexus in Margate. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. you're familiar with them. They were 20. When I, by the time I got there, they were number one for 18 that was years. Nice. Yeah. And so I, I ran the sales and finance for uh, six years. You were on salary? I was on salary and commission. Okay. Um, the commissions were much more than the salary. But um, I bet. so yeah, so yeah, it was the it was a dream. Jo- it really was a dream job, and um, it's kind of crazy because. So you know, I was in Toyota, then Lexus. I was actually I actually, and I tell this because it's kind of. I don't I don't say this to brag. I say this because I understand the corporate world and how tough it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I left my you know cuz I left Lexus to go back into real estate full time. My last pay I made $550,000 in my last year working for Lexus. But that's what you'd wow. expect to make running the largest, you know, yeah. we were actually the largest luxury dealer in the nation, even bigger than any BMW dealer or, or Mercedes dealer. So I had all this experience. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. So timing was great. Yeah, it was. Why, why would you leave that? That That's a large sum. You know what I mean? That's that's something like, and from my perspective, like that much money, I would I would love to live up. That's a dream job. Yeah, exactly. Dream that much money. And so right. I got so, and, and this is why I like, I, this is the reason why I tell the story because I got so burnt out from the corporate, the politics, all the bullshit that you have to deal with year after year. Uh, I, I, I even, as good as things were, I got passed up on some other opportunities that were even better. Um, oh, and, wow. um, and I just noticed that I, I, I had done good and I had advanced really well in the corporate world, but I realized that I felt that I, that was it for me. Okay. And there's just something about, it's not about what you make, there's just something about when there's not a natural growth, if you're not excited, if you're not happy with what you're doing, the money doesn't, you realize if I could make money somewhere else and really be happy or even make a little less and be happy, I would do it. And so that's why I took the jump. I really wanted to get in the real estate at that time. I had, I've been studying online courses on how to flip real estate. estate. I don't even have my real estate license. My partner does, but, um, but I, I, I was focused on, I wanted to learn how to flip with little to no money down so that I can, you know, not have to use a lot of cash and get, you know, started making pretty big mm-hmm. money pretty quickly. So I did the research online and um, I studied for about a year with online courses and I just took every freaking course, every read every book on flipping real estate before I left the car business. And I just got myself pretty pumped up yeah, and hyped. informed and hyped yes. up enough to like be crazy enough to make the jump did and, you, uh, and, I, and that's how I got into real estate. Did you have any mentors or coaches while going through this one year Online, process? yeah, I had oh, online, online. Only online though, yeah. Okay. But before, before, before we get into, into the actual real estate meet, it's crazy to me, like, cause look, I, I, didn't, I didn't know your story at all. I didn't ask Joel anything. I wanted to come into this like with a fresh mindset, mm-hmm. fresh perspective. And it's crazy to seem like you would, cause if you, if you would have told the guy who had the tuna and the mac and cheese, that you were gonna make five hundred thousand dollars in a yeah. year, and then you were gonna leave that job. You were you probably been like that's yeah. fucking. Good. It didn't happen. You probably would curse them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did happen years later though, but yeah, because I had to get into sales and do that for a while. But uh, yeah, man, your perspective changes over time and with experience. You really um, start to see things differently, and 
it's not always all about money and and i can tell you that uh, any day I, I i love making money don't get me wrong I'm, and, I and i like having i like yeah. doing nice and fun things so I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and and say anything different but i will say that you know what's a lot of money and, and you got tons of stress yeah. uh you're you're, you're yeah. concerned about your, your bosses and the things that are being said or do you have security or are you going to lose your job tomorrow or are, are, are you good enough or like there's just a lot of things there that you realize after you've made some good money for a while you realize i'm not really happy and if you're not happy for a long time it gets old yeah, and so that's sure. why I, I decided real estate because i i had been hearing and plus i was involved in mortgages before that you know these guys are making from what i was hearing on all these youtube videos i was watching all these online classes that i was taking that these guys are making 10 to twenty thousand dollars a flip and some of these guys are flipping you know like two three four, four yeah. five deals a month so i'm like yeah. okay yeah. so if i do four to five flips a month i know i'm a good salesperson i can i've proven it to myself i've done pretty well but if i can just get in the grind and hustle and learn and and and, and if he's I, I said like this i said if he's bullshitting me by 50 percent like if he's half right yeah then I would still You're do still, pretty well yeah. enough still to pay well my bills well. and get the ball rolling. Yeah. And that's how I that's how I convinced myself to make by a flip, jump. By flip, by flip, do you mean just like flip the property, get it, fix it up a little bit, resell it, or are you actually talking like do you do like renovations and whatnot? I no, feel like no, there's a I'm lot talking, of levels like, to that. Yeah, that, that's a different uh, strategy which I do as well. Right. But um, what I was talking about is literally flipping wholesale, which wholesale, is yeah. you get a okay. property under contract. And then I find a buyer for the contract, contract. and yeah. I just sell the contract yeah. and I don't close on anything and put yeah. any money out. So that's how I learned to get into that field of the industry. So pardon me if I'm wrong, but I also feel like when you're talking about like, um, like job security in a sense, mm -hmm. basically, um, I feel like also with real estate and getting into that line of work that there's really no cap. Absolutely. As Correct. well, because right. like you're with right. a regular paying job. So you, your hard work you, decides how much you're going to make. Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. you can work 24 hours, 24-7, but there's still going to be yeah. a cap on how many hours you can put in to get correct. that money. Yeah, you're going to get that's correct. what you put in. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. Real estate, there's no. Well, yeah. I mean, you just, as you learn and you get better and you find way, like you know, in my field, which started with really with wholesale, you know, it's it's flowed into now. We did full uh, flex and fit renovations. We flipped uh -huh. apartment buildings. Uh, I bought and held them. Multifamily is huge right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. multifamily it's, is, no, at, is at always point, the way. Is you know, like how many people? M no, multifamily is like huge. Like, um, like, okay, basically the station. Oh, like, okay. like those type of complexes, but like for like actual like families. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's, and it's, right. it's super huge because the leases are like in terms of like a. Uh, landlord, mm. it, it, like to own those are those are those triple net? Are no, so well you can get multifamily can be a duplex. It, it literally starts yeah. from two units and up. So yeah. oh wow, duplex, triplex, fourplex, fiveplex, and then it could be a ten unit apartment building, a twenty oh. unit, a thirty, a fifty, yeah. a hundred, five hundred. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, to infinity. I, basically, I, I went to Dallas and um, my dad's a like really close friend. He's Brazilian. Uh, owns a, a company that they own. They literally do real estate, and they only do multifamily. Correct. Yes. And yeah. and it's, yeah. it's I don't know if you ever yeah. heard. It's called Conti Conti Real Estate. It's like it's. Are they out of South Florida? Or? No, out of Dallas. No, they, no, I haven't heard. Yeah, but there's, no, I haven't heard they it. literally. So we went there and we would like mm -hmm. go on tours to see like all their multifamily, and you would see the before and after. And I'm talking, they put like 
like chump change into each little like yeah. each 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 apartment like yeah. fix the floor a little three you know? four or five grand yeah, on each, yeah, yeah, each yeah. unit kind of each thing unit. yeah i'm talking like like no money and no, first of all those these things looked amazing like mm -hmm. how they used to look and how they look and then the, the how they upcharged the the rent because of it and the scheme that they had i'm telling you like i'm like that we need to go back to miami and do it the problem with miami is that there's so many sharks i mean even yeah. like yourself like there's yeah, just yeah. so many people in, in the miami game it's just like let's do it here in central florida do it in uh, do it in tampa is is is, is wide open isn't kissing is good orlando central florida it's uh what's really starting to pop off is like ocala area for some yes. reason there's so many people buying and selling and flipping and, and getting involved in real estate there must be some things going on there that i'm not familiar with but i i watch the trends in different counties and see where more and more investors are paying cash for things and that's yes. kind of how you can tell yeah. like if the market is good there so and even jacksonville there's a quite a few you don't have to i mean i would say if you want to get in the multifamily you probably would be better off outside of so, the tri-county no, because no, you're going to yeah. make I agree. South yeah, Florida is not going to happen. It's not, not going to People happen. are overpaying for stuff, yes. you know, in, in yes. South Florida. So people, yeah. people I heard Kissimmee's like a gold mine right now. Well, too. I, like, so constantly. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised. They, they brought they brought like an economic like a uh, economist, and he basically said like Central Florida is is the next thing to blow up. It, and it is. It's crazy because like I went on like a scouring like basically like my dad would like he gives me like he. Since I was like like 12 or 13, 14 years old, we didn't talk about like sports or no. We talked about like real estate, yeah. single net, double net, triple net properties, like That's stuff great. like that. And so it's crazy. Like these are things that I, like I would know. And like so he would like give me the tools and like I go out like on on different websites and look for like triple. He he loves commercial triple net, triple net properties, seven percent cap. So I have to run the numbers nice. and do all these things. But the problem is, so you go look in Miami, and I'm looking. I'm Can't like, get seven oh, percent. No, 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 <laughs> Talking like yeah. no no not even mine you go like Fort Lauderdale you're pushing it I'm there looking I'm crunching numbers I'm like yo I'm like dad this is not gonna happen what's like, the least it's, it's that you'll probably making, see he's actually putting you through school when he does that though he's smart no hundred percent he's just having you just grind, grind and research it. and study and you're learning oh. as you're doing all this research hundred yeah. percent. So, and he's making you try to find something that he knows you're not going to find. Yeah. So you just keep searching and searching and you get better. No, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. smart tactic, yeah. though. No, 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 and, 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 no. And the thing is, if I do find one, then he's like, all right, perfect. You found one. <laughs> you know, give it to me. Give and me I, another one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, so do you do, so you do flipping? I do the wholesale flipping. Wholesale flipping. The, the fix and flips. Uh, okay. We do the full renovations. Full renovations. And then we resell those. Sometimes we'll hold them. We'll rent them out. We might do some multifamily. Uh, fix them hold them rent them out or we'll flip them you know we're uh i get a little excited if i could flip it right away for a really big profit and oh, i'm always thinking that you know I, i'm not at a place where i'm i'm slowing down like oh, i'm looking towards retirement I'm, I'm pretty far away from that so i'm focused more on increasing my net worth uh and then i'll get into some of the bigger multifamily stuff later but right now we're actually capitalizing on a strong uh, vacation rental market okay. in south florida so, oh, wow. so we're doing that, the airbnbs huge. and the vrbos oh, right now that's huge yeah that and we're huge. doing by the beach and I, I have i have a question for you which i feel like everyone like like to kind of like tie this into like our viewers is like if someone let's say even myself or anyone watching who's like wants to get into real estate when you first left, right, you had some, I'm assuming you, you had money, you had some type of capital to get into it. Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone who doesn't have any capital or, and really doesn't know anyone in the real estate business, how would they jump into it? Yeah, well, it's great because I had some capital because obviously I was making some money. I did, however, go through divorce and, and, and I had a lot of financial setbacks after I quit because I actually started the business and I wanted to hit the ground running. So yeah. I, poured, I got managers and assistants in an office and I did all this stuff because in my mind at the time, I was like, I'm going to run my new real yeah, estate yeah. operation like I ran my car dealership yes. with all the you know, bells and whistles. 
Uh, and I learned pretty quickly. I need, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go corporate, but I wanted to be the politics this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? top of the food so chain. Basically, um, I, I literally just about ran out of money after I, I, I rummaged through a lot of cash that mm. first year trying to uh, build the business. And I learned that the way that I was doing it, and I don't know if you guys, if you ever watch Shark Tank, and one of the things yes. if you hear Mark uh, Cuban is really big on, he talks about organic growth. Well, I had my lesson in organic growth because what I was trying to do is I was trying to, you know, be the shark of my business yeah. by funding all these new things and mar lots of marketing and yes. bringing on people. That wasn't the way. So I learned about closer to probably 18 months later when the cash was super low. Uh, I decided that I'm going to start going organic. I closed the office down and I literally started back again with no money. And I built my business back from no money in a home office. Uh, and and so I learned how to do it one deal at a time. You know, I, I cut how back on my expenses. House? Yeah, how so, difficult was it bouncing back and getting back onto that first house? Uh, so, you know, it took me it took me about three months to to lock in my first deal. But that third month, I did uh, I did have three closings. Okay, I made wow. four, I don't remember nice. exactly. I made fourteen thousand four hundred dollars on my first deal. I made uh, eleven thousand seven hundred of my second, and ninety five hundred went down. But but they're still good. Yeah. yeah. So so fourteen four eleven seven. That's profit. And, and That's profit. 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 Right. Yeah. I had some expenses, but not much. So, um, so I kind of I, I kind of got it going on month three. But what had happened was I built it to do a lot more volume. So I did have to close the office down, and I started really just doing it back out of my uh, home office, and I was doing one deal at a time. I, I was starting to do about two to three deals a month, and I did, did pretty well until about a year later, I was able to get into my first office before I upgraded. And, and you met your office. partner, he's a real estate agent. So my well, I have an well. My my partner is my wife, who is in the. She's a real estate broker. Broker. Okay. okay. And she handles all of the renovations and the construction side and all the listing and selling of the properties. Yeah. Well, I, I handle. Have a broker. Just oh, let me tell you something. That's, yeah, that's the best. Yeah, and so I handle all of the office. Uh, you know, I run the office, the sales yeah. managers. I have an acquisitions manager, sales manager, and uh, sales sales and acquisition reps. And uh, I basically stay there. I work deals myself. I try to acquire properties and help sell. And I have an office that basically this all sounds yeah. so intense. I'm trying to keep volume. up in my no, head with like little lot. to no knowledge. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you guys are welcome to come yeah. come come down yeah. to South Florida. Oh, come no, check I would love to. And I'll do. I'll interview you guys on my show. Oh, yeah, I would baby, love awesome. to. Uh, I, you just made a mistake because I am 110 percent coming down. Come I'm on down. You, I'm telling you right yeah, now. He's dragging. Make sure you do it. I'm, I'm driving. Is. No, I mean I go down to Miami all the time. Like I can just pop up. The, pop next, up. the next time you come, just pop in and we'll literally we'll, we'll pop on uh, we'll pop on the mics and we'll get we'll do it. We can bring we'll your do, guy we'll down. Do it. We'll have a camp out at Falcon's house. So let's get it. So okay, so for for someone so for someone trying to get into the real estate game, right? Like myself, I'll, I'm in the process right now. I'm getting my real estate license. Nice. Kind of like. Um, just, just, just to have it, just for, for the sake of having it. My brother's actually he's trying to get his his brokerage. So, and but for someone who doesn't have any any of that, what, what would you say the first step is to do? To do what you did, get hell of knowledge, read, 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 or I, or work at a firm, yeah, or yeah. I think if you want to represent, okay, if you want to be a realtor, a uh, real estate agent, and you you if you think that you would get excited representing buyers and selling buyers properties retail properties or representing sellers and listing their properties i would say get your uh, real estate license if you want to get more on the investing side which is what i jumped right into and you want to start flipping properties 
look, you can, you know, I started the Flip Boss Academy because it was, for me, somewhat easy to just kind of be on online learning how to flip properties yeah. from a mentor online and just soak up the knowledge and then get the motivation to go out and start trying it. Uh, so yeah, you don't need to be, like yeah, me. you don't need to be licensed <laughs> sure. to, uh, to, to flip, you know, properties cause you're really buying and selling. You're, you're buying the deal, but you're really buying the contract and then you're, and then you're flipping it. So have you ever just bought a contract and not even seen the property? Like, Oh, I close every month on deals that I never see. Really? Every <laughs> yeah. Hey, does that feel a little bit risky for you? Or you just it like, is. The, <laughs> the riskiest deal I ever did was I bought this. I saw a deal in Hollywood, Florida, and I remember it was 24, 26 Lee Street. I can't forget. And this is years ago. And um, and basically, uh, the property, the price was so cheap. And I noticed the listing was canceled. So I'm like, I wonder what happened. Why didn't they sell it? It was so cheap. I called the listing agent, and I said, hey, what's going on with this property? Well, the 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 bank turned down the last offer, but they will sell it right now. If we get an offer within the next 20, I think she was selling me, but she says, if we get an offer within the next 24 hours, the bank will accept. And Joel remembers this property. Uh, we'll accept $125,000, $125,000. I'm in. Cause this is a property that I know I could sell for 250, 275 easy, put a new kitchen, put in a bathroom, easy 50, $60,000 profit. Right. So, uh, <laughs> So I couldn't get in the property because for when I got there, the lockbox was. So I just yeah. said, "Look, I'll, I'm gonna. This is too good of a deal to pass up." So I took it. Oh. So anyway, I close on the property like literally a couple of days later, and it's a cash deal. And finally, I get into the property, <laughs> and when I walk in, the roof has already caved oh, in. Oh god! So I needed to probably speak into the mic on that. So the dun, roof. Dun, so, dun. The, so, the, so the roof caved in, and if you ever saw termite damage where the wood is just shredded. It's like shredded wood. You can poke, you can just oh. poke your finger right through it. It's like dust, like the foundation. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, the whole uh, the whole ceiling and all of the walls. Oh, so I bought a collapse. property that was the, the wood was just completely shot in the whole property, wow. and I had to go and. But there was a good news to it. I ended up. It was a two bed one bath. I ended up converting the carport, adding a third bath oh. and, a, and a third bedroom. Oof. And I actually, had, we ended up selling it for like 325. Did you, did you get permits for that? Or oh, wow. or I got permits for all of that. Yeah. Um, so basically, we ended up putting about 100,000 into it, but uh, 125 plus 100, so we ended it for 225 plus holding costs, closing costs. So we were in it for probably close to 350 and we sold it for 325 so we made a cool 75 grand on it. Wow. But I could have lost my ass if I yeah. didn't do the conversion, if I didn't add the bed. In the bath, but see, that was one scary purchase that I made. But we wow. we got we bailed ourselves out of it. So, uh, yeah, that. Go ahead. Yeah, I I just wanted to like, cause for the general viewer, like a hundred percent, I know a lot, a lot of my friends or a lot of like my fraternity brothers are not gonna know what buying wholesale real estate is, or like, or even what's the difference between that and a, re a realtor is. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of like in layman break terms, just kind of break it down. So like a wholesale deal would be. You would find you, you'd be looking for some. The, the, I'm in the in the business of. Mo looking for motivated sellers. I'm looking for distressed sellers. There's different types of motivation. Uh, you might have a seller that's distressed because financially they can't afford to pay for the property. Uh, they might have a tenant that stopped paying rent and the roof is leaking so they need to fix mm -hmm. the roof and maybe they're getting threatened by the tenants or the tenants to stop paying the rent and they're in a financial bind. So there's financial distress. Maybe they can't pay the mortgage anymore. 
so there's you have financial distress and then you have property distress. The property is just falling apart. It's in disrepair. These people, uh, th maybe they inherited the property. Maybe oh, there was yeah, a divorce. Yeah. Maybe they're going through bankruptcy. There's usually some type of distress where they need to sell and they need to sell quickly. And they can't sell on the retail market with a, with a, real, with a realtor because you can't really sell something on MLS with a realtor yeah. with conventional financing because you can't get financing on a property that's, 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 that's broken apart. down. Yes. Right. Yeah. So where I would come in as a cash buyer or a hard money buyer using f financing that specializes in distressed so properties. Cash buyers, when you obviously you pay cash, what's a hard money buyer? So a hard money buyer is someone that's going to put a down payment and get the loan for the rest. So maybe I can put 10% 10, 10 yeah. or 20% down and get the loan for the rest. And it's the type of loan for an investor that it's for a fix and flip. You're buying. So it's basically it. yours or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think then, there's companies so, okay. who, who plenty of companies out uh, there that lend like that for uh, hard money. What's this the one? Is some good stuff right here. No, no I'm taking no, this in. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this you could like, literally do your like if you find a distressed property, honestly, like tomorrow, and if it's a good enough deal, like you can literally close on it with hard money, put a down payment, get a couple of guys together. Oh no, and fix I actually, it and no, just trust me, it. <laughs> it's, it's 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 already going down the line. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I have two properties right now actually that are like distressed properties that were given to like me and my brother. So we're trying to figure out what to do with it at this very moment. Oh, okay, let's go. Come on. I need to figure this out. I'll help you out if you know, but if you need help, like with a strategy, honestly, I'll help you out with that. Okay. Um. So. Thank you for that. So. <laughs> so. So let me go into the because yeah, I yeah, 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 So right, the right, wholesale right. part basically, you're looking to get a uh, a property under contract with a seller. You find a seller that needs to move and move quickly. You come in as a, as an investor, and you say, look, I can come in and close, you know, cash and close pretty quickly. Here's what I can, and then make the offer. And you negotiate the price, you get it for as low as you can. Okay. And then to flip that deal, you just need now a buyer. So let's say you, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. So let's say you find a wholesale deal here in Orlando. Right. Um, it's a distressed property. Okay. You're not, you can't close on it, uh -huh. but you'd like to flip it and make 10 or 20 grand. Right. You would probably call me and say, hey, Craig, I got this property over here. I got it under, you would tell me what you got it under contract for just so I can negotiate with you. I got it. You should. <laughs> I got you. You should. And, and let's say you get this property under contract for 100 grand. Okay. And you call me up and say, I got a deal for 115. It's a great deal. It's a 3 2 in Orlando. Uh, if it's fully remodeled, it'll sell for 199. All right. Hey, are you interested? Sense. I'll look at it. I'll say, Yeah, I'm interested. Send me the contract. I'll close. Okay. That's it. Like, wow, you literally. Right. So if you found. And, 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 and so, so if he found it, you obviously have people who do this for you. But let's say, if someone, let's say, if I, let's say if he approached you with that, that hypothetical, do you give him what? A commission? Like, like on the. Is there like a, uh, a finder's fee? I could give him a finder's fee, or he could just mark up and sell it for whatever he wants to sell it for. So, in other words, so he could assign me the contract. He don't have to close on the contract anymore, and he'll get an assignment fee. Oh, okay. So, so right. like, we'll go back to this. So, he gets a contract to buy a property from a distressed seller for hundred grand. He marks up the property ten to fifteen thousand dollars, and he sells it to me for one hundred fifteen. That money in between, that bump, is, is going to be his assignment fee. He'll he'll give me an assignment contract, one page that says, "I'm hereby assigning you this one hundred thousand dollar contract for a fifteen thousand dollar fee." He's buying it for one fifteen. We both sign. I now take his contract and I go close on it. And there must be people yeah, okay. who do who have that a business sense. just to do that, just on assignments. Correct. That's that's one of the yeah, that's functions that my business has. Is I have I have three agents right now. All they do is they get they find properties uh, to get under contract. And then, you know, and then we flip them to buyers that we have. That's some tedious work. Yeah. That's so oh, tedious. I love that. I love that. I love that. You taking all this down, Kay? I am. How you feeling over I've there? I've never really heard too much about real estate, so it's super interesting 
to listen to everything you have to say because nowadays I see a lot of kids go do their four years or even six Mm -hmm. years in college and then they don't use their degree and they go right into real estate. That's right. Do you think that if you know you want to do real estate, should you go right into it or do you think that having a four-year degree helps you at all? Yeah, oh boy. That's so let me just, you know. He's about to make some parents mad. It's just, I, college, look, I, so. I, you know, I, I got my GED. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did nothing with it. Um, parents you know, are it's cringing right now. <laughs> uh, so, like, so, for someone that wants to get a business degree, like, look, I own a business. I never got a business degree. You look, there's so much information out there. So, chase what is going to get you excited. That's what yeah. I would say. If it's going to get you excited to get a degree to maybe get a corporate job to then ev- eventually get uh, your own business or something like that, hey, that's fine. But if you want to be a real estate investor, you could literally go to YouTube University. Yeah. There's so much free. And look, I like to sell online. I don't even have anything uh, for sale online even at this point. Mm-hmm. But there's so much free stuff on YouTube. Like mm-hmm. type in wholesale real estate flipping and you're going to have uh, thousands of videos on like step-by-steps. And so if you want to invest in real estate you don't need a degree you just need to understand the game um but if you want to be a realtor um, (laughs) you know uh, if you want to be a real estate agent you you don't even uh, do you you even have to have a uh a degree to i'm not a degree a diploma to get a real estate license i'm not even sure i don't listen listen. you go online i don't think so you go online you search up how to get a real estate license all i do is real estate i can't even answer that question (laughs) and you and you start getting you start taking classes with a bunch of knowledge that even like i my dad my dad does like basically like commercial real estate, all types of real estate. Dan, yo, the, the guy behind the camera, he distracted me. <laughs> he lost right his entire he does, train of thought. He does like he does like all all these types of real estate, and I'll ask him like these questions, like literally that I had to take the test for real estate, and he's like, Jacob, I honestly have no idea what what the answer to that, and, and he's made his whole career off of this, so it's pretty yeah. honestly. But um, you have the Flip Boss Academy, so that is it. What do you think it's not, not to like toot your own horn here, like or sell your sell your product, but like you have to buy that, you have to buy or enroll in that. In, in so what, what I did was in 2018, uh, in the middle of 2018, I, I decided to have a, a boot camp, uh, and we had a boot camp at, at our office, and uh, I signed up, and it was kind of like we winged it, and we put a funnel together, and it was just like the most winged thing ever. Yeah. But I had a good following on Instagram, and people were asking a lot of questions about, hey, are you teaching? Are you mentoring? And a lot of people that were asking me if I mentor, if, or if I could mentor them. And I, so I said, you know what? I can't take the time to like mentor a bunch of different people. I'm running a business. Right. But I could do an online academy just like, you know, similar to the one that I learned the business yes. a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the motivation behind, you know what? Let me give back. And if I can make some money at the same time, cool. So I, I, I basically launched, I, I, I held two boot camps in 2018. And I launched a small online academy with basically simple videos with documents and how-to information and tutorials on how I run the wholesale part of the business. And I got 40 40 members. Wow. And I charged like 797 bucks. So it was kind of cool. You know, I made a little money in the process. And um, I did ultimately, um, I kept those students as kind of like mentees. And we stay connected on the Facebook page, on the Football's Facebook page. And yeah, but I, really I nice. but I've stopped the academy. I, I shut it down because so much has changed in the last two years with strategies that in terms of what? Well, like the mostly the marketing. 
like how we market to get find those distressed sellers has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like laws that are put in place of things you can't do anymore. So I shut oh, down. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. So I shut down the it's online serious, academy. Man, we're in the information age now. I'm yeah. telling you, man. It's huge. The, the robocall things. The the state of Florida is not playing games when it comes to ringless voicemails. All those robocalls you're probably getting. Right. Yeah. You get you get a voicemail, but you never got a phone call, and you're like, I don't know if you like you see how do I got a you know yeah. voicemail? Yeah. I never got a phone call. So that's highly illegal now in Florida. So we 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 just we stopped selling and shut down the academy, and I'm gonna be. Uh, should finish up on a new version by the end of hopefully by the end of March we'll have it done. Well, okay. Right yeah, so, if so it, yeah, if you if go on flipboss.com, you can just type in your email, and we'll be reaching out to you. If, if, if you're a young individual wants to get into real estate, I mean, you can go on YouTube and slave away doing that, and try to find videos, or you can go straight to the source, go to the flipboss. That's what I would do. I think I'm going to do that to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. think we all know what option we're going. <laughs> um, with, right? If yeah. anybody, like, if anybody reach out, reaches out to me, like on Instagram or like Facebook, I'm mostly active in, in Instagram, and Joel really like handles the YouTube and the Facebook. If anyone reaches out to me, I always answer DMs. Any questions, they you know, like strategy wise, hey, yeah. what do you recommend on this property? I always answer. So if anybody just has, I'm not looking to charge nobody nothing. Just if it's a simple question real estate wise and i could help you know oh, shoot yeah. me a dm take them under your wing i love it absolutely Mr. Craig. Sure. i love for that. the people that you mentored well the few that you said you kept up with do they talk about their success rate yes with you let me tell you something thank you for asking mm-hmm. that because now i get to toot my horn a little bit <laughs> so <laughs> i had go. my my i had two really good students remember i tell you i had a total of 40 right uh, i had two really good students they each made uh over 200 grand in their first year from what I taught them. So and they give credit to you. They for, do. And, wow, and, and, awesome. and one of them I still that's do deals with. Actually, one of them, his name is Matthew, and he was a chef for the Breakers in Palm Beach, oh, oh, wow. which if you know the Breakers, oh, yeah. it's a very nice. <laughs> high class. You know, he was a high paid chef, tired of the hours. Uh, he was, a, I think he was an executive chef. He was wow. like the number two chef in the whole operation. Uh, I don't know. He made 90, 100 grand a year. Uh, but he was working. Remember, you're a chef now, so you're working all the holidays, oh, all yeah, the weekends, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. So yeah. So, and then the catering and the events and the high class events and every, mm. you know. So he was always working, and he had three kids. Oof. And he's a young, you know, pretty young guy for having three kids, thirty years old. Uh, and he's like, I'm burnt out, man. I need to get into this real estate thing. So he was one of the ones that actually hustled, worked really hard, uh. and he made. 200 grand in his first year and he was able to make double what he was making as an executive chef that he went to school for and he did all these things so that was see to me that's like when you change somebody's life that's 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 for me the flip boss academy is really about how many lives can i change exactly even if it's Uh, like you said like two of them that you remember if you just change one person's life that's right that's enough yeah and the other one's actually was a marine so you know a veteran that's the one on your youtube it's like the first video he's the first one Juan Jaimes. he was a marine um so if you go there and it, if it, you scroll down, but I don't, I don't have too page. many videos. But yeah, it's probably on the main page. But yeah, his page. actually his story is there, and I think Matthew's story is there as well. So these are true, like real life situations yeah. that are like they're they're. This is like, really happening, people. It's really happening. The yeah. Information <laughs> age is real. I'm telling you, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. In twenty twenty, get your money right. Oh yeah. Snap to that one. Would you say that was one of the better things that has come out of real estate is being able to change somebody's life? Absolutely. With it? Yeah. yeah. Starting with mine, you know, starting yeah. with my life and yeah. seeing how can I change my life and 
actually sort of ultimately at some point come and go as you please and make money and have a business run on its own and have it scaled and then see other people successful and happy and making money. And look, this is not really easy. And, and you know, it's, right. it, 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 it kind of gets easy once you figure it out and you scale it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's easier. But you got to keep your eye on the ball and 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 make sure you're you're constantly growing, especially with the way marketing is changing and technology is changing. You want to stay on top of things to make sure you constantly have client leads in, coming in. In in flipping wholesale, how much? Because like in terms of like all right, so like my father just generally like what I was taught is like he's huge into commercial real estate, triple net property. So it's like no like the. The liabilities kind of fall on the tenants of the yes. landlord. Great strategy, yes. Um, uh, Smart. It's p- passive income heavy, right? Yes. Kind of once a month, me or my brother, whoever kind of goes over there, does what we got to do. And in terms of uh, like what you do, uh, wholesale stuff, is there passive income in that? Or, or? So there's a, a line that I'm, I'm going to kind of steal. I don't remember the name of the investor, but he was a big shot investor that I had listened to some of his stories on some podcasts. And he had been doing this for probably at least five or seven years before me. I think it was out of Texas. And he said, and it, this sounds cool, so I'm going to say it, but it's true. He says, I'm not a passive income investor. I'm a massive income investor. So what the, the goal for me today is to make as much money as I can every month. Now, passive is always the game. I mean, that's yeah. the long-term right. end goal. Obviously, at some point, I want to sit back a little bit. You know, lay on, you know, lay on a couch or something overlooking my beach view, you know, single family home, yeah, like sitting on the amazing. beach, like Tony Robbins over there Tony, in Palm oh, Beach. Oh, I love Tony Robbins. Oh, that home is amazing, Have you ever man. been to uh, one of his uh, events? I have, yes. I have. I'm, I'm dying. My dad went to one. He says it's one of the most intense things. It's intense, done. man. I'm, I'm dying to go to one of those. <laughs> I went to, I think his most intense one, which was Business Mastery, and it's like five or six That's days straight. Is. Man, you're sitting for 15 hours a day. It's pretty hardcore. But yeah, I want to make massive income now. And then, you know, look, if you have a good business, it's kind of passive income because it's bringing in money, you know. So uh, I like businesses. I like investing. Um, You know, I was talking to Joe earlier today. We were talking about Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Robert Kiyosaki. You know, uh, Warren Gates has an, uh, Bill Gates, Warren Gates. Bill Gates, that'd be nice, right? Have both their money. (laughs) So so Bill Gates has, uh, you know, he has an amazing freaking product, right? That brings him sick, uh, massive income in his business, you know, month after month. And you have Warren uh, Warren Buffett, who's an amazing investor. He has his passive income that's coming in through all of his investments, all these businesses that he's purchased. Right. And then Robert Kiyosaki was one of my mentors early on, my uh, one of my online mentors who I studied. Uh, regarding you know making money in real estate for the long haul recession proof and and, yeah. and passive income so uh, for me I love having a business and running a business and showing up and you know just motivating the team and making sure we're ringing the bell and making money uh, so I, I want to continue with growing that business and building others and passive income for me is you know I'm, I'm not super excited to have a bunch of tenants right now and, and yeah. apartment building is just not my game right now I like fixing and flipping and, and my partner does like to do the vacation rental so we're going to make some passive income with that and we're doing yeah, pretty I well that. I love that yeah. so love how that. Um, so with that being said you say you want to kind of stick in this role for now with what I like what doing. we're doing now we'll, we'll be here for a little while we got some more you know 
goals to conquer and things right. like that. And that's we, all going to happen. One of our the next market we'll be in will be West Florida, the Tampa area. We're we're already doing business there, but we're, we want to do some more volume there. And then the, I'd, I'd love to partner up with somebody in Orlando that wants to do business out here because there's a ton of business to be had. There's out a here. ton. There's, there's a, a ton lot of, of business. Out here business in there's a lot of wholesalers out here there's, doing there pretty well for themselves, and it's not as bad as South Florida. So yeah, South Florida's <laughs> a lot of sharks. Yeah. You, you got to you got to battle through a lot of you know a lot of wholesalers that are are generating a lot of leads that you're trying to generate the same leads. So yeah, facts. that's yeah. why it's, it's good to spread pretty, yourself out. Uh, yeah, we're getting pretty low on time, but I do want to... How much do we have left? 10... About, how are we looking at? Five, five minutes. Five-ish minutes. Um, okay, so yeah, with... Um, so for the people, for the audience out there watching and listening and really taking and jotting down what you're saying, what you're putting out, what can you say about... What are the biggest factors when it comes to trusting your process? Like this process for the That's young people. And yeah, young people trying yeah. to get into this thing and listening to this. And like, okay, but what's the how? Like, how do I know I'm doing the right thing? You know, one of the, one of the things that I used to talk a lot about um, when it came to content on Instagram, and I like to always talk about things like mindset, because I think if you mm -hmm. have the right mindset, mm -hmm. uh, you could win, you know, at anything in life. And so, but I used to always say, just take massive action, take a lot of action, and uh, the results will ultimately come. And those results were turned into confidence, and then it, and then it's like a big circle of, uh, uh, you know, take action, get results, build confidence, then become a believer and have faith in what you're doing, and then do it all over again and take action. But what I'm starting that. to realize yeah. that I want to add to that is taking inspired action. You know really getting into something you know i wouldn't even get into wholesale if it's not something that gets you excited real estate doesn't get everybody excited let's no, face right. it you know having a podcast show might get someone so fired up and excited they just have you know hopefully for you guys if it's something that's big for you to have a hundred million people watching these yeah. videos and and you're inspiring so many others but whatever really gets you going man whatever gets you excited whatever gets you inspired take inspired action don't, don't okay. just get up and just say i'm gonna, gonna just take freaking action and then you're beating your head against the wall and you don't even like what you're doing mm -hmm. and you're battling your and, and that was what happened to me in the car business ultimately i liked it but i didn't love it and i was tired and, and there was no amount of money mm -hmm. that was going to keep me there so what i would just say is just really find what you flow with easily what seems to come easy to you what seems to come natural like if you're a sick ath athlete and you're a, a really good wide receiver with nasty hands when you run your route you know? and when you run the <laughs> when you run the post corner and you jump up you know whatever 3 feet in the air and you bring and whoops, I'm making some noise here and you bring and you bring the catch down that flows with you that right. that comes easy right? right so work with what flows easy with you and, um, you know, I get like, you know, the grind and, you know, everyone's talking about the grind, Gary and Grant and, and, and everybody's talking about all this grind. And but they're talking from a standpoint of grind from their type of grind, which is they're very hyper focused and and super inspired in, in doing what they do. Right. So it's easy for them to take so much massive action and be so successful because they love what the hell they're yeah. doing. Mm -hmm. So like that's what I would say is just really most people I think know what feels really good to them. Yeah. Find what that feel good is that you. gets you super excited and then take action on that because then you're just going to be spending, don't waste years if you don't have to. That's how I look at it. That, that was a good yeah. end. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Before, before, we end, before we end it, I want to know, like, what's your opinion on Grant Cardone? I, I know him personally. I met him in the automotive business because remember, he, he was an automotive sales trainer I was in the automotive business running the largest Lexus dealership in the world. So he hustled me for business, actually. <laughs> um, I got a funny story. <laughs> I should probably tell it. Uh, yeah. So I met uh, John Hammond is a really good friend of mine. He, uh, he's a direct mail marketing company. Actually, I'm going to see him uh, tomorrow night. 
Uh, he, oh, wow. he lives in Ormond Beach. He has a very successful direct mail marketing company. He's actually the friend of Grant uh, that convinced him to get a, his first jet because he has a couple of jets himself. Yeah. And I remember him telling me uh, uh, a story about Grant telling John, because Grant was always pretty tight with money. That's why he has a lot more, one of the reasons why. He's a very smart marketer, a very smart salesperson, but he's very smart with money too. He doesn't spend money unnecessarily. But uh, I remember John telling me that they were talking about Grant getting his first plane. And Grant said, I ran the numbers, but I can't justify the cost. I could run first class going here and there yeah. and still not spend the money. And John said to him, you're never going to justify the cost. It's not about <laughs> justifying the cost. It's about the ease of doing business. Look, I travel from, I have a clients in Oregon. I have clients in, in California. I have clients in Dallas. And so he flies from Ormond Beach to all these different areas of the country to meet his clients on the dime and, and to close the deal if he can. So that's a cool story uh, how... You know, one of the motivating factors of how Grant, you know, got it. And obviously, Grant made so much money from that conversation till now. Yeah. So it was easier for him to uh, to pull the trigger. So I know I'm on a personal level because we, uh, he had a virtual uh, uh, online automotive training course. Oh. This is before he came out with the 10X rule book. And, um, and he sold, he sold, he sold me on it. We, we, I bought the course. He came and did some meetings uh, and for my sales team. And I like the course personally. A lot of my management didn't because they just, a lot, when you're with Lexus and you're number one for so many years, a lot of your older managers, they, they had their stuck up. Yeah, and, yeah. And yep. like, oh, they, you know, Grant's teaching is for Toyota clients and we're not. Yeah. So that was kind of what it ended up. So we ended up canceling it. And, and <laughs> what happened was I canceled it and Grant called me and he says, well, why are you canceling? And uh, I said, look, I haven't heard from you. <laughs> in eight or nine months i haven't heard from your sales rep i said there was no service and my guys don't really like the training so much because they feel that it's dated and that we don't need it and he tried to like he says come on craig you know we, we you know and he just really one thing about grant that i learned is that he talks it in his content right. but he does walk it i, I gotta yeah. give him credit he's a grunt like he he doesn't have pride to not call you on the phone and beg for the business like he will beg for the business and throw his pride away because he wow. cares about the sale I love so wow. I, 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 love I gotta give him credit for that i never yeah i never i never hired him back because i didn't like the product at the time um but we've i've we've stayed in touch but we're, we're not doing see the thing is that there's a conflict of interest in my business since i flip real estate he teaches you not to flip real estate he wants you to put money into his fund, his, his fund. Oh, yeah. yeah so so i asked him to go on his show his Monday, Wednesday show, and he's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll bring you on my show, but really what you're doing kind of doesn't go along with what I'm doing, and, and I said, but here's what I told him. I said, but people need a start. They can't right. give you 50 or 100 grand if they don't have it. I get them to make the first 50 or the 100 grand, and then if they want to give it to you, which I wouldn't recommend that because they can make more money on their own, getting a 6% return putting it into his fund. So, um, but, you know, again, it's, it doesn't make sense yeah. for, for me to, to, to be on his show because my strategy doesn't help his strategy. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Just doesn't mesh. Well, that, that was a good tidbit, but pretty Bro, much, yeah. Uh, yeah, this has honestly turned out to be like my, like my favorite podcast. Awesome. Yeah, we've had this a great time. This is our most informative. Yeah, honestly, awesome. this, this has is, been great. We'll do it again, man. This is, I'd fun. love to. I can't wait. And we I'm, could talk I'm, about mindset and not real estate yeah, for yes, hours. Yes. And, and there's I'm so much. I'm looking forward to that. I love that. This is, honestly, this is when we set out to like, create switching gears this is what we wanted we wanted something that like like knowledge that was so like i feel like even though it's easy to procure it's like hard because it's so like it's um what's the word there's so much of it mm -hmm. right and it's kind of hard to like wade through like what's good and what's not and 
like it's it's our honor obviously to bring on here and, and be able to give people the knowledge especially people our age yeah. that yeah, don't know the knowledge age range. And, and you really don't learn it in high school or college it's like mm -hmm. you really need like to tailor tailor yourself to like learn this stuff and like this is i wanted a place where people who can sympathize with us and know us can come and like learn this type of thing and i and i feel like we achieved that with this episode i'm really happy you were here uh 2020 get your money right yeah so that's, that's get your money right get your martinez, vision right i said mr yeah. martinez quote of, of the podcast get your money right <laughs> i hope you guys enjoy this podcast and uh stay tuned for more yeah Appreciate it. make sure you all uh subscribe share like comment once again thank you to the audience thank you mr martinez thank you really man do appreciate looking you. forward to doing it again appreciate it take care you all yeah.